on Gavaldin. Today's daf is daf Yurches, page 18, in the Heligam Maseches Saita. And we're going to pick up from Bo'i Rava, okay, which is five lines from the top of Yurches Amad Aleph. Remember yesterday, we went through the primary halachis of the parchment and the ink. And that was taught from the Mishnah on yesterday's daf. The the uh, required parchment, the, what type of ink is necessary, it needs to be written by day, and had to be written in one column, and we had uh, eight halachas that were learned out about the, the Megillas Saita, the scroll of the Saita. So continuing on, on the topic of Megillas Saita, we pick up from Ba'i Rava. Rava asked a question, searching for information, and Be'ez Hashem, hopefully, uh, with Siyat HaDashmaya, we're going to be Zeichet to finish the second parak. Of Saita. Okay, we started just uh, three days ago, and uh, if we're able to cover ground, it gets a little bit down onto Daf Yutes, but with Hashem's help, we should be Zoha to finish the parak. Boy, Rav. Rav asked the question, searching for information. What happens? Remember, we learned that you're not allowed to do mitzvos, chavilos, chavilos, not allowed to do mitzvos grouped up together. So they would. They wouldn't have two saitas drinking at the same time out of concern that maybe their pride is going to get in the way of them um, admitting their guilt. So the shaila is, once I did the process of having two megillas of taking care of one saita and another saita, can I now just make one potion of soda water and erase two megillas into one one cup of soda water. That is Rava Shaila. Ksiva Lishma Inon Viika is the main thing that the parchment and the ink is written Lishma, meaning for the specific sota. You can't write one parchment for two sotas. But since each one, practically speaking, was written separately, so now we erase it. Who cares? What's the difference if it's erased in one cup or two cups? Odom, or perhaps Beinanami Mechika Lishma. Or we could say that even the erasing has to be done lishma, which means not just that you put it into the cup lishma, but the cup itself of water, earth, is done specifically for a specific woman. Lishma for the mitzvah of a specific woman. That's the shayla. And if you're going to tell me that each one needs its own cup of water, I'm sorry, if you're going to tell me that each one needs to be erased lishma, what is the halacha in the following case? I wrote two parchments for two sotas. And then I erased the two parchments in two cups of water. After it's erased, I take the two cups and mix it together. So is that okay? Because practically speaking, I erased each one individually. See, what happened was, after the waters were erased, after the... the, the the psukim were erased in the water, then she would drink that water. So even if it's erased lishma, do we say that the drinking also has to be from her specific waters? I don't Therefore, if it's mixed together, she's not only drinking her water, she's drinking some a water that's mixed in with somebody else's water. And if you're going to be, and, and if you're going to say, and be machmir, and be strict, and say that it needs to be erased for her, and she needs to drink only from her water, and therefore you cannot mix it together. What happens in Chazar V'chilkan if you mix it together and then you separate it again? For example, you ever see people do this at a Sheva Brachas? 
right? They take after benching people. This is where people like blows people's minds. Like, what do I do now? Yeah, they have like three cups. Yeah, you have uh, you have the cup that you're making that on, and the cup that's being passed around. Then they bring a third cup, and then they're mixing contraptions. It looks like they're in a science lab. Yeah, because they want a little bit of each drop to go into to, to go into the mixture to have all the kaisal bracha mixed together. What happens if you redivide it? So what happened was you take the two mesotas, you mix it together for two, and then you divided the water. So now one sota is going to have her original amount. The other sota is going to have her original amount. Mahu, what would be the Allah there? Yesh breira ayem breira. Velt shas question, right? Big machlek es Do we say yesh breira or do we say ayem breira? Now what is yesh breira or or ayem breira? So we'll just translate breira as retroactive separation. Okay. Now, if we if we uh, remember, the, um, the this shaila comes up in a, in a number of ways. Where if you have, if me and you chip in, to put it simply, if me and you chip in to purchase a cup of coffee, does each of us own fifty percent of the coffee in the cup, or do we say? That we have joint ownership over the entire hundred percent. In other words, do I own a hundred percent and you own a hundred percent? That would be ain brayra. There's no separation. A partnership means we own everything. Or do we say ain brayra? Oh, I'm sorry. Or do we say yesh brayra? There is division, which means if we chip in, I own this fifty percent and you own that fifty percent. Lemay nafkamino. Who cares? I'll tell you. If let's say Reb David and I chip in to purchase a cup of coffee and somebody makes a vow that they're not going to drink from 10, they're not going to get any benefit from Tendler's stuff. So if you say that we each own 50%, that person would be permitted to drink 50% of the cup and say, I'm drinking from Reb David's cup. I, I didn't drink Tendler's coffee. However, if we say, Ain Brera, there's no division, he can't drink anything. Because any drop that he drinks, I'm a partner. Uh, I'm a partner in, and he's benefiting from me. Okay, you get the nafkamina of yesh So Gemara here is saying that even if you're going to tell me that that um, you cannot reset, uh, even if you tell me that uh, if you put it back into a, a separate cup, this is not specific her cup. What happens if you redivide it? If you redivide it now, do we say yesh breira? And therefore, there's retroactive division. Watch this. If we say there's retroactive separation, like Bayer separation, so now we'll look at each cup and look at each sota and say to one sota, this is your cup completely, and say to the other cup, this is your so this is your cup completely. But if you hold Ain Brera, there's no retroactive division. So then, even if I redivide the water, it doesn't help because every water that Rachel has, Rachel the water Rachel has still has Leia's water in it. That's the Shaila. To which the Gemara answers to all these questions. Good question, Teku. Tishbi Yatarat's Kushish Vavais. Teku's used to bother me. Teku's used to bother me. Not that there wasn't an answer. I know there's no answers to things. It used to bother me like, eh. You know, so you're left hanging. You're left without clarification. Recently, I started to love Teku's. Started to love tekus. I, I think there's something very special about having questions. There's something very gishmak about a good question, where if so, 
There's times where like you, you hear a question and I started telling people, don't give me the answer. Uh, come back in two weeks. I'll give me the answer. That question is so gishmak. I, I don't. Want, I just want to enjoy the question. I want to enjoy the question. I don't need an answer. I don't need an answer. You let you, know, you let the question like sit around. There's something very gishmak about about uh, you know having having the expansion of mind, like a little bit of like not knowing something, and you let you let your mind to just work around it. There's something very beautiful about about uh, strong questions as well. Okay. The Maisa Teku, what does Teku mean? The question stands. Tishbi Yataritz Kushes Vabayas, Aliyah Navi Bezjem is going to come and answer our strong questions as well as our curiosity questions. Okay, another Shaila. Here we go. Boy, Rabba. Rabba asked the question, searching for information. Hishka Basiv Mahu. Okay. What happens if after the Psukim were erased into the water? <clears throat> he put it through a um, the the Kayim put it through a sieve, kind of like a um, kind of like a filter, bishvayferes, or it went through a straw mahu. Once it's through a filter or through a straw, we know that the sota has to drink the water in the normal way of drinking. Are these considered normal ways of of uh, drinking? Okay, so uh, again, the Gemara says Teku. Good question. Boy Ravashi, Ravashi says. Now, I just want to mention something before we get to Boy Ravashi. If you look at the, uh, if you look at Rashi, uh, the second thin line on the page, Rashi actually says. I translated, uh, I translated sieve as through like a, a filter. The Rashi has a, a little bit of a different, uh, actually a, a very different approach. I was saying one mahalach. There's another mahalach in Raju which says, It's kind of like a squirt. More like a squirt type of uh, um, push that goes into the mouth. So it's not like a straw where you're actually sucking it up, but you, you squirt it the same way they do, uh, they do for children. Okay. Either way, teku, we're, we're unsure as to whether this is considered derech shasiya, the normal way of drinking. By Ravashi, Ravashi asks a question searching for information. Nishpechu mayhem v'nishtairu mayhem. What happens if some of the water spills out? It was shafach, it poured out. So you don't have all of the waters now. Mahu. If all the water was not in the cup at the time that she drank, did it work? Is it okay? Again, a third answer, teku. Omar of Zera, Omar Rav. Rav Zera says, in the name of Rav. There's two shvuais that it says by Saita. Twice in the Torah, it says the Kayan makes her swear. Uh, it says the Torah the, the makes her swear. She has a shvuas ha'ola. What are the two swearings that we're giving to her? One prior to the name to, to the psukim being erased, the achas la and one is to let us is to give her an oath even after it is erased. Okay, so one before it's erased, one after it's erased. Now notice, before it's erased, we would have a concern about her uh, about racing the name of Hashem. After it's erased, remember what we learned during the Masechta. The only concern is about her life because we're not the, the name of Hashem is already erased. But the Maisa and the Psukim 
each shvuah seems to be written prior to her, to the actually racing. It says one time she's going to take a shvuah that has a curse along with it, and one time he's going to have to have her take a curse that does not have. I'm sorry, he's going to have her take an oath. One time it's an oath with a curse. The other time it's an oath without a curse. What do you mean by an oath that has a curse? Rav Amram says the name of Rav. The Kayan says, I am demanding that you take an oath that you did not have an act of impurity, an act of Toma with this man. And you should know. Here's the curse. If you did do an act upon seclusion, it's coming into you and you're a dead duck. Amarava, so he's mentioning the curse. Amarava, Rava says, "What do you mean?" He's mentioning a shvu. He says, "Take an oath," and then he says, "And you should know if it's impure. If you did an act, you're cursed." It's two separate things. That's not, a, that's not an oath accompanied by a curse. There's an oath, and there's a curse. See, it's very chashu. It's very very chashu. There's you could be walking down the street with somebody. And you're not accompanying each other. Yeah, you're walking down the sidewalk and like there's somebody either a few steps in front of you, a few steps behind you, you don't know who they are. Either going too slow for you, you're trying to get behind, in front of them, they're going too, whatever it is. Just because you're with somebody, even in a pasuk, does that mean you're accompanied by each other? Does that mean you're tzazam and you're together? Or do you happen to be mentioned? The kind's going to say, there's an oath, make an oath, and you should know. If you did a maisa avera, if you did an act of sin, you're going to... So, the curse is going to come. But to say it's an accompaniment, it's mamish like, together, you're walking hand in hand. Here's the shua. I'm swearing in the name of Hashem that you're going to have a curse if you did Tumah. Oh. So now the, the curse, the, the oath of the Kayin is coming along with the curse. leka. So then, what's happening over here is the Kayan is making the oath. But there's no shvua for the woman herself. See, we were talking about a swear, a, a woman has an oath and a woman has a curse. The way that Ravashi is interpreting, uh, um, I'm sorry, the way that Rava is interpreting, as Ravashi, the way that Rava is interpreting it is the Kayan's making a shvua. That if she was nitmes, if she wasn't pure, there's going to be a curse. We're looking for the woman's own curse. Elam Ravashi, rather Ravashi says, here's the case. You know what a case of a shvua sheyesh ima Allah is? You know the case of an oath that has a curse accompanying it? What it means is as follows. Here's what happens. Mashpiyini alayich shalaynitmes. The Kayan says, I'm swearing to you that you said you did not have Tumah. That's why we're here. Says the kind of lady. You claim you're innocent. You did not have an act of Tumah. You should know. So now the oath is about, is her, is her statement. Oath is, even though the kind saying it, he's saying about her statement of oath that she would not metame. And he says, and if you were metame, vo'ubeich, the uh, waters are going to impact you and, and uh, you're going to die. Okay, so the way that Ravashi wants to, um, 
wants to uh, exp- uh, explain. Everybody is in agreement there's going to be a shvua with a curse and then a shvua without a curse. The question was, what, how do we determine what a shvua with, uh, with a curse is? Okay. Zokta Mishnah. It says in the Torah that after the Kayan takes the shvua, the woman says, Amen, Amen. Says Amen twice. What is she saying Amen twice to? It's unusual to say Amen. Usually in Halacha, anybody who's got Masechah's Brachas, it's actually frowned upon. It's frowned upon to say the word, um, you know, to, to, say it, to, to say things twice. But here, Amen, Amen. She's saying the word Amen twice. Amahi Ameris, Amen, Amen. Amen Allah, Allah, Amen Allah Shua. She's agreeing to the Allah and agreeing to the Shua, the curse and the Shua. Now remember, what does the word Amen mean? Chazal teach us, that, the, that uh, the one who responds Amen is even greater than the one who made the actual bracha. Why? Because the statement of Amen is the root of the word Amunah. And Amunah is what puts a complete stamp on a statement. So I could write a sentence. Whoever, uh, if, if I write an IOU, the main thing is the signature after the sentence, after the phrase. Amen is the signature. It's putting, it says, I believe in this. That's the, that's the stamp. That's that. She's saying Amen. So the Amen on the curse, Amen to the Shul. Amen me Yisrael, Amen me Yishachar. Listen to this, this is wild. When she says Amen, she's even agreeing that she never willingly had relations, not only with this man, but even with a different man that the husband never warned her about. What's happening over here, according to this mission, is a huge Kiddush. When a husband warns her about it, secluding with a specific man that she's drinking on, so what's happening is the water will impact her even if she ever had relations with somebody, willingly, with somebody during her marriage that, that uh, the husband never warned her about. The husband may not even know about. But once she's drinking for this guy, she's drinking for her, her history of faithfulness. Amen shalai shatisi arusa unasua. And I'm saying, Amen, that Satisi, I didn't uh, act foolish. I didn't, uh, I, I didn't act loosely in either state, even before I moved in with my husband after marriage. Already she's an Isha Sish once he puts, once he gives her something of value. Kesef Starubia, once he acquires her. So it applies whether I was an Arusa or whether it was a Nesua. Now again, the Chiddush over here is that in general, a husband cannot make his wife a Saita if they're in a state of Arusa. But once you're drinking as a Nesua, we're going to add an Arusa. Top of Amad Beis. Vishemeres Yavam Uknusa. Nor as a Shemeres Yavam or a Knusa. Meaning, I was never in a state of Yibam or married a Yavam in this, uh, in, in, uh, uh, did I have relations. Amen Shalai Nitmesi. Amen that I didn't make myself Tamei. And I'm agreeing that if I willingly had relations with this, uh, with, the, with any of these men or any of these situations, that the, the water should kill me. Rav Meir, Aimer, Rav Meir says, Amen shalai netmesi, Amen shalai itama. Amen that I did not become Tomei, and Amen that I will not become Tomei in the future. Now Rashi says what this means is, what this means is, she's agreeing that in let's say 10 years from now, she willingly has relations, she'll explode then. She'll die then from the sight of waters that she's drinking now. 
So the cyto waters that a woman drinks kind of goes into her genetic makeup and it sits around for any future acts of Tumah. Everybody is equal, everybody agrees. That a husband is not allowed to find out during this time. He can't say to her, by the way, when you were in high school, before we were married, I wanted to I want you to say Amen to to anything that happened prior to Arison, or I want you to say Amen to anything that's gonna happen or after a divorce. If she was single, you know, even though there was a love, even though there could be a negative transgression there, that's not included. If she was saisir, some uh, she she had yichu with somebody in the etuma, the achagach zira, and then he remarried her. Lo yahayam asna ima. Also, he he can no longer um, uh, at, right. It's not going to work for. Uh, it's not going to work to include those scenarios. Zaklal. Here's the rule. Kol shati boel. Any time there's a possible bia, possible act of of relations. And through those active relations, it wouldn't cause her to become forbidden to her husband. He cannot uh, add that to her amens. Okay, it cannot be included in the uh, cannot be included in the shuas. Mamash, incredible Mishnah. Zok the Gemara. The Gemara says, says." She's waiting for her Yavam to, Yavam to marry her and she's Mizana. Asurli Yavama, she's not allowed to do Yivam anymore. She becomes Usr to, uh, to her husband. The same way a married woman who willingly had relations is forbidden to her husband, Ashemeras Yavam, a woman waiting for Yivam who has relations, now becomes forbidden to her Yavam. Now, Midiktani Shemeras Yavam Uklusa, Shemeras Yavam Shazinsa. Uh, uh, okay, Mimai. Where do we know this from? Says the Gemara. Midiktani. From this that we said, Shemeres Yavam. The woman's waiting for Yibum. Uklusa, or woman already had Yibum, also is included in the Amins. Now, Iyam Rabishlamasira. If you're going to tell me that she becomes Usser while she's waiting, That's why he can add this condition to her Amins. Eliyam Relayasir. If you're going to tell me she doesn't become Usser to the Yavam. While she's waiting, so how can he add that onto her? How could the uh, the husband want to add this onto her amens? But we said in the end of the Mishnah, here's the rule: for the fact that we're saying that the husband can add this to the tab of the amens of while she was waiting is a proof that a shemeres yavam who's waiting becomes forbidden. Because again, we said at the end of the Mishnah, you can only add things that forbid her to the to the husband or the uh, or the yavam. So Gemara says, Amri b'marava, they paskined in Eretz Yisroh. Less hilchasa k'rav amnuna. The halacha is not like rav amnuna. Lahad d'ktani shemeres yavam uknusa. So I, in other words, the halacha is, if shemeres yavam shizinsa does not become azir. So why is it listed in the Mishnah? Ha'mani, Rebbe Kibihi. Damar in kedushin taifsin b'chavi lavin. Umashri leke ervam. He says, the issue is going to be that... Uh, uh, this woman is considered in Erva, where there's going to be a a chi of kares, and Rav Akiva holds that uh, that uh, kedushin is not going to be uh, is not going to be effective over there. Okay, so we're following the uh, according to 
what they said in Eretz Yisrael, the Tana of that statement is strictly Rabbi Akiva, who's a opinion of a Yachid. We don't paskin like, uh, like Rabbi Akiva, we paskin like the Chachamim, who say that, that uh, a regular lav transgression is not going to be the same as kares, and the uh, marriage would be valid, and therefore, according to the Chachamim, a Yavama who willingly has relations does not become usher to the Yavam. She will not. So only Rabbi Akiva would be of the opinion that a Shemaris Yavam becomes forbidden. Or Mish is the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Okay. Boy, Rav Yirmiya. Rav Yirmiya asked a question searching for information. Mahu, what is the Allah she asked the Adam Al-Nisuim Harishayim? Okay. Al-Nisuim Yachiv. Mahu. Fascinating Shaila. Here's the Shaila. Reuven marries Rachel. After a year, it ain't working, they separate. They divorce. A few months later, they miss each other. They get back together. They remarry. Rachel's now a site. Could Reuven include the time of her first marriage to him in the stipulations of Amin's? Okay? In other words, is it this marriage that the water is going to check her for? Or could the husband even say, you know, I, I, I want you to say amen, even for the time, that first little bit that we were married. That's Shiloh number one. Shiloh number two is, now Reuven dies, childless. So Shimon is the Yavam and marries her. Shimon is now taking Rachel to drink Meisaita. Could he add on her time married to Reuven? Now, why would I think yes? Because Shimon's marriage, remember, how does Yibam work? It's a continuation of the original brother's marriage. He's, he's filling the place of his brother. So maybe we should say that Yibam is a continuation. Shimon's Yibam is a continuation of Ruven's marriage. So he could even make her say Amen to the time that she was with the original brother. Those are the Shilas. Tashma, come and listen to Zaklal. Here's the rule. Anytime. If her relations would make her forbidden to him, um, would not make her forbidden to him, he cannot add it, which means that if it would have made her you learn from here that, um, that uh, you could add it to the tab, because in either of these cases, it would taka make her usher to the curtain husband. So you're saying that you could add, you could add, if it goes, if you for the second time, uh, for the second time, it goes on the first. Correct. But what happens if you, for the first time, could you make it for a second time? You got yeah, it. yeah, you're correct. If he was making a uh, thing, yeah, you're saying it because it, go, it goes by him and her. It goes by him and her. So since it would be usher, since it says any time it would have made them forbidden to each other, so she'd be usher to him in this in this setting, and the same thing would hold true, uh, would would hold true with uh, with the brother. Why? Because let's say the Shimon, the brother, wants her to say amen to his brother's marriage. Let's say she would have had an affair during the first brother's marriage. This yibum would not be valid because as soon as she becomes usher to husband number one, the brother can't do yibum. Memela. The Zaklal of the Mishnah is letting me know 
that a Yavam can say to his current wife, I want to include anything that happens during my brother's marriage. Ah, it's not totally your marriage. I know, but if you would have done something that would make us forbidden to each other, I'm allowed to include that. Okay. By Ravashi. Ravashi says, here you go. What about Nisuim Achreinim? Other marriages. The second part of the question seems to be what you're asking, Rebbe. Correct? Okay. So Tashma. So, so here's the Shaila. The Shaila is that can a husband include something which isn't currently usher? Can he include a reality that's not currently us? So Tashma, come and listen. Hakol Shavim, everybody agrees. This is what our Mishra says. Everybody agrees. He cannot make a condition with her about the time that she was single. Before they were ever together. Nor... Can he include anything that's going to take place after their divorce? Let's say after they get divorced, she has yichud with somebody and relations. And then the husband takes her back. Now this is not your case, Rabbi. Because your case is after the marriage. Okay? Then he cannot include that. He cannot make a tie on that. Because while she's having relations, it's out of his husband. It's not in his domain. But let, here's the diuk. Let's say he then takes her back. Let's say he divorces her and now takes her back into marriage. Viti Tama. And then she, she would become Tama. Again, this is after drinking the Saita water. Maybe we could say he can include that in the Amins. And the assumption is he could. Again, why is it a diuk? The Mishnah says you cannot do it if you married her and get divorced, and then she gets together with another man, and then you remarry her. That's what the Misha says to the husband, get out. You can't, the, the in-between time is not your... You, you can't control her. But the diuk is, let's say, she were to have had the relations after the remarriage, then the current Saita waters should work for that future possible transgression. Shmamino. We talk to have a raya from here that a husband is able to include any future relationships that aren't currently in reality now, but will, be, will impact their togetherness. So again, it seems from the Gemara, Gemara is passing, I think this is the answer to the question. The Gemara is saying, if you have a, if you have a marriage, and he brings her to drink Mesaita, and he wants to add to the tab, any time that she had a possible uh, affair, any time she had possible relations with somebody, he could include even relationships that are not even in existence. Any time it's going to impact the two of them being together, he could say, yeah, down the road, if we ever get divorced and then remarried in 10 years, I want, and, you have a, and you have an affair, I want to strike the waters to check you for that too. It would work. Don Rabban and the Rabbis learn so should we. Zayis, Tairaz, Hakanois. This is the halacha of kinah, of warning. Okay. 
We learn from here that a woman could become a saita twice. Rabbi Yudah Aymer, Rabbi Yudah says, Zais she'ina isha shaisa v'shaina. No, it's once. And that's it. There's a, uh, what's it called? There's like one chance for a husband to, bring, to do this process with a wife. Once you do it once, it's over. So interesting, if a husband does kinoi and stira and he takes her to the base of mikdash and she's innocent, and he still, he, he, he suspects there's something up, you're done. You can't warn her again, says Rabbi Huda. Uh huh. It's in the DNA. She's well, die. not if he didn't add it to the tab. I thought it was automatically. No, it's not automatic. No, he can add these stipulations. Uh-huh. He can add these stipulations, but that's the amin. He can never say amin to to multiple things. Mm-hmm. There was a ma'aser where nechunyas chay persichin. He was uh, Rashi explains he was a big tzaddik who would dig the wells for people to have water when they were oila regal to Yerushalayim. And they uh, and they allowed her to drink from the uh, from the Maysaita uh, a second time, but only when it was because a second husband, a second husband, so two different husbands. Two different husbands. Once a woman's a saita once in her life. In other words, it's not a vart in the husband having one shot at it. Every woman is only can only drink saita once. Everybody's going to agree when there's one man with one uh, with one suspected bio, uh, um, one suspected adulterer. That you cannot do it twice. Tachsiv zayis. It says this, right? When it says this, it's this specific time. Top of tomorrow's daf. What about by two husbands or two bayalim, two adulterers? He says everybody will agree you could do it twice. Second marriage, second guy. Oh, you could. Oh, a woman could go back to the base of mikdash and drink the water. Tachsiv tairas. These are the halachas of. Okay. So, if once her. Uh, once you have a new marriage and a new setting, this is the halachas. Keep leaky. Where's their machlekas? One husband, but now he's a specter of being with a second man. Or b'shnei anoshim, it's a second man. I'm sorry, b'shnei anoshim. I'm sorry. one man and two suspected adulterers. Or b'shnei anoshim, two husbands. And one suspected adulterer. So she marries somebody else, and the second husband's also nervous that she keeps hanging around this guy. It includes these cases that she could drink. It's coming to exclude all anytime there's one. Anytime there's one husband, anytime there's one suspected adulterer. And Tairas, when could you uh, have her drink twice? When it's completely separate husband, completely separate adulterer. He says, no. Zeiss is coming to exclude Tarti. Both scenarios. Tairas, the rabbi's Tarti. And Tairas is coming to include two scenarios. So Zeiss means two cases, no. Now we'll explain what that is in a moment. And Tairas means two cases, yeah. Now, Zeiss, Lamute, Tarti, Ishachadu, If you have one husband and one suspected adulterer, or Ishachad, or one husband, Ushnei Bailam, and a new suspected adulterer. Those cases, you cannot make her drink. So you have one husband, 
and it's the same guy he's nervous about still? No. One husband and another guy he's nervous about? No. No go. Now, you can hear that, by the way, you can hear the logic behind this. Just anybody who's been involved in community, right? There's people who have things, their mind plays with them in certain ways. You can have a husband who's always just mishuga about what his wife's up to. Yeah? So, even if it's, if, a, uh, if, you're, if you're the same husband and you have this thing that you're nervous about your wife being loose, you get one crack at it. Now there's somebody else who she's becoming friendly with, so you could. You, it's like no, you get you got one crack at it. You can't be, otherwise like ain't the dover's life, ain't the dover's life. You're gonna every time your husband, a person's wife could be nice about it. You can have people who emotionally have a tough time with it. So if it's one husband, it's excluding. That's it. You got one and done. Your wife showed she's innocent. Just enough. Tairas The word tairas comes to include the two cases. What are the two cases? That she would drink again, Shneyanoshim, a new husband, even with the same guy. So the first guy suspected it. The second guy suspects this is no longer a husband thing. This is a, the, the second husband's also like, lady, you gotta slow down with this guy. So we say, you could make her drink. This is kind of on her, this is on her. And also, if there's two husbands and a, and a new sus, uh, suspected adulterer, also in that case, you could have her drink. Hadron Allah, Hayamavi, Hadron Allah, Hayamavi, Hadron Allah, Hayamavi, Mazdaf, everybody finished the Haligas, second Barrett. Oh, Mesech Asaita, Besham, tomorrow we will pick up with Perak Gimel. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.